Hi, this is filmmaker and author Michael Morin. Whenever I'm not riding my bike around the Davis campus, I'm listening to 90.3 KDVS College Radio right here. FM. Cool. This is Radio Parallax, a slightly different perspective from a slightly different view, with topics that include matters in science, technology, history, politics, current events, and whatever we damn well please. And now the host of Radio Parallax, Douglas Everett. Welcome to the program. Uh, the, the voice you heard right before our music began, our, our theme music for the show, was that of Michael Moore during an appearance here at UCD. And, um, of course, Michael Moore is the big news story of uh, the past week, and we're going to talk at length about Fahrenheit 911 in our second segment with uh, actually probably four different guests. And in our third segment today, we're going to return to speak with Richard C. Hodlett, who uh, was so, uh, so informative on last week's program talking about the history of uh, broadcasting. He will have a few things to say on today's program about what is going on in the world today. Well, Michael Moore isn't the only game in town. There were quite a few other big stories going down in the past week. Um, uh, the Supreme Court decided that uh, people can't sue HMOs for big malpractice claims. If HMOs decide they're not going to pay for something, and thereby you can't get a doctor to do it because he's not going to get paid for it, and say your son, let's just say, dies of appendicitis, well, you can't sue the HMO for malpractice. Oh, your doctor can be sued. And you can sue the HMO for the procedure, in other words, the cost of the appendectomy. But uh, this, this fiction that HMOs are not practicing medicine uh, has now been upheld by the United States Supreme Court. I got a few things to say about that charade, but um, uh, we won't say them today. The so-called Iraqi sovereignty was handed over a couple of days early, and, uh, you know... <laughs> For what that's worth, the Iraqis, of course, have no legislature and apparently are going to be ruling by martial law when the U.S. authorities let them. I mean, if you've been following this, they tur they've turned over Saddam Hussein to one of the Chalabi cousins to, uh, for trial, even though we're still going to maintain him in our custody. A couple weeks back, we had, uh, we had um, uh, Tom Burka on the program. Tom Burka at uh, www.tomburka.com, of course, has some very funny stuff on his webpage titled, uh, his blog slash webpage, titled Opinions You Should Have. I think we should do a few of Tom's bits uh, that he's done since the, his appearance a couple weeks ago because, <laughs> because they're pretty funny. In fact, here was Opinions You Should Have's uh, take on the, uh, the HMO issue. HMOs should sue patients, rule Supreme Court. CEOs from HMOs are giddy with excitement after winning a ruling from the high court banning patients from suing them for malpractice. Those patients were always asking for some doctor or some drug, said Safety Net CEO Luther Bling. It's enough to make you sick. I am absolutely harried, said Health, you bet, President Lucy Cashmore. I can hardly keep my kids in cashmere, and these people are whining about their meds, their internal organs, their lives. It's always me, me, me with them. 
Patient Juan Davila was ordered to pay Aetna $300,000 for filing a frivolous lawsuit in state court after he developed serious ulcers when Aetna gave him ground glass instead of the more expensive Vioxx for his arthritis. Aetna defended its action. We're being reasonable. We're only asking for attorney fees, said a spokesman for Aetna. It's not like we wanted his left kidney. Here's Tom Burke's take on the, uh, the, the White House denial of the 911 Commission's findings that there was no link between Al-Qaeda and Saddam Hussein. Headline, Cheney unable to order breakfast without mentioning imaginary Al-Qaeda-Iraq link. Orders eggs, then intrinsically linked sausages. <laughs> Despite the report of the 9-11 Commission that a thorough review of all relevant evidence showed there never was a link between Iraq and Al-Qaeda, Vice President Dick Cheney is unable to go three minutes without asserting the evidence of such a connection. I'll have the waffles, he told the waitress earlier today, with a side of bacon. And by the way, Hussein was in bed with bin Laden all the way. Cheney has mentioned the non-existent link 300 times, alleging it during discussions of domestic oil production, Halliburton contracts, energy policy, and Diebold voting machines, in addition to breakfast. At home, the president has relabeled the salt and pepper shakers on his dining room table, Iraq and Al-Qaeda. He's a funny guy, that Mr. Burke, and we're going to get him back on the show again. It was nice of him on his website to plug KDVS and his appearance on our show. I think he was quite tickled by the fact that he would be appearing both with Bill Moyers and the legend of adult film, Christy Canyon. Uh, one more word on the passing of Ronald Reagan. Uh, not like we need more. one more word on that. But uh, William Salatan, who's uh, Slate Magazine's chief political correspondent, did note that um, the Reagan got it wrong when he said, as government expands, liberty contracts. Because Salatan then asked, well, what does he mean by liberty? Sometimes, uh, you know, liberty as we think of it in many favorable aspects does not necessarily contract as government expands. Sometimes you need more government to get more liberty. Now, uh, explaining that very topic is a fascinating book by John Kay titled Culture and Prosperity, The Truth About Markets, Why Some Nations Are Rich But Most Remain Poor. I'm about a fourth of the way through this, and I, um, I, I would like very much to see if we can't bring uh, Mr. John Kay onto this program. I heard him talking on KGO's Ron Owens show last month about this book and thought, you know, this is a guy we need to get. He explains... Uh, uh, of course, many people, I think, these days realize where it is uh, central planning goes wrong. You know, many socialist-oriented uh, countries with the best of intentions have, uh, you know, gone off into the sand. And uh, I think Mr. K explains some of why that is, but also explains why it is this so-called American business model, based on the idea that less government is better and that greed is good, also has nothing to do, really, with why markets do work their magic to promote prosperity. Uh, the, in other words, the American business model is not something that Adam Smith would approve of, nor should he. I would uh, also like to direct your attention to UC Davis Magazine, the summer 2004 edition, which is currently out. has a pretty good article written by Dave Webb about a trip down to Cuba as a cultural exchange. Uh, Dave Webb has worked for the UC Davis Presents slash Mondavi Center since 1993. He serves as a fellow for the Arts Marketing Institute, a project of the California Arts Council. 
and uh, had a pretty good little article here about what it's like down in Cuba, just talking about you know some of the more practical aspects of how difficult it now is to get down into Cuba. I mentioned in the article, too, is something I didn't know. Um, his spouse is the journalist Melinda Welsh, who uh, writes frequently for the Sacramento News and Review. Uh, they were there under an educational license, and I hope that we can get both of them to talk about their trip to Cuba, uh, because what's going on right now is just wrong. I would, I would cite an article from Reuters um, that was out just a few days ago that the Cubans are getting pretty fed up with these restrictions that the Bush administration has slapped onto their visiting relatives. They quoted Joe Garcia, executive director of an influential exile group, the Cuban American National Foundation, who is noting that, you know, you can't send underwear, you can't send soap. I mean, how is that going to, like, hurt Castro? Apparently what's happened is people that have been in this country so long, Cuban exiles, that they have few relatives back in, in Cuba, have pushed forth this idea that, yeah, you can only visit, you know, very close relatives like parents or brothers or sisters or that's it. And you can only visit them once every three years, not every year. And there's all kinds of restrictions on what you can send to that poor island uh, that's been long-suffering down there in the Caribbean. You know what, I think we're going to try and get, get uh, Mr. Joe Garcia to talk on this program about what's going on. Um, you know, he and other people are saying that apparently the Bush administration cares less about bringing Castro down than trying to shore up Cuban-American support as Bush courts the swing state of Florida for the November presidential election. Well, we said that on this show weeks ago, and, uh, you know, it's, it's really no secret among those in the know. And speaking of where economics meets politics, uh, there, was a, there was some rumbling a few weeks back that Kenny Lay might be indicted. Uh, but his lawyer came forward and just said, no way. And in the past couple of weeks, it apparently has been no way. But, uh, you know, CBS News uh, aired some tapes a few weeks back showing uh, West Coast traders gloating over the fact that they were, you know, basically screwing California, laughing and cackling about the whole thing. You know, that was a contrived energy crisis for the purpose of looting California, and we lost billions. I mean, like tens of billions of dollars went out of the state to pay for energy costs, and um, nothing much seems to be done about it. We got an email from uh, Dr. Andy noting that there may be more to this uh, this Valerie Plame case and, and how it may be related to the uh, resignations of uh, George Tennant and the deputy over at, um, at the Central Intelligence Agency. We suspect that uh, this is going to be a very important issue in this campaign year, and we look forward to uh, speaking again with Ambassador Joseph Wilson when he comes out to Davis in October. Stay tuned for that. The article I was sent was, uh, they, they clipped out the author's name. The author of the article was Michael Rupert, who appeared on this program twice uh, recently. You should go to From the Wilderness, his website, if you'd like to read his opinion on it. Always a provocative opinion, but he's been known to be right before. So you may want to go uh, check it out and see what he's got to say about um, uh, the more important than you might think case of Valerie Plame and her outing by administration officials. All right, let's do some miscellaneous roundup items. We like doing that. Um, the Week magazine always comes through for us, July 9th issue. In their Good Week 4, Bad Week 4 section, we have some items. Good Week 4, Ukrainian cardiologists, it said. Apparently in Kiev, in Ukraine, a restaurant introduced a popular new dessert. 
chocolate-covered pork fat. And you thought Hostess Twinkies were bad. Uh, Good week for rationalizations. I love this one. An Illinois Republican senatorial candidate, Jack Ryan, shrugged off allegations he'd pressured his ex-wife to have sex with him in front of strangers. Apparently he wanted to go to a strip club and have his wife do something to him while others were around. Anyway, Ryan's rationalization, there's no breaking of the Ten Commandments. And if you do think about it, I don't believe there's anything in the entire book of Genesis or Exodus that talk about strip clubs. Good week for blasphemy. It was revealed that a dozen United States congressmen and senators recently paid tribute to the Reverend Senator Myung Moon by presenting him with a peace award and an ornate crown. At the ceremony, Moon declared himself humanity's savior, messiah, returning lord, and true parent. And it was a bad week for occupational hazards as a British stripper had to quit her job because she is allergic to chrome poles. It's hard to look sexy when your legs and body are inflamed, said British stripper Honey. All right, some terrific news from space. Apparently, the Cassini spacecraft has successfully executed its braking maneuver and has gone into orbit around Saturn, making Saturn now the fourth planet to have objects from planet Earth functioning and orbiting around it and doing their scientific work. There has been so far Mars, Venus, Jupiter. Now add Saturn to the list. Pretty exciting pictures coming back, and uh, we will be up on that story uh, probably next week. More science news. Apparently, the Ph.D. granted in Germany for Bell Labs worker Hendrik Schoen has been revoked. Schoen was guilty of all kinds of scientific fraud, and uh, the Germans decided, well, in Germany, in addition to being, uh, you know, getting a Ph.D. due to technical qualifications, a doctorate is considered to be a guarantee of moral standing. So the Germans said, bad moral standing, revoke your Ph.D., I'm sure in America all the lawyers would be arguing, well, technically his Ph.D. paper didn't contain any fraud. Good for the Germans on this one. They did the right thing. Now, we like The Economist magazine, but we did take issue with uh, their cover story a few weeks back as Reagan, the man who ended the Cold War. We also have a few doubts about uh, the June 19th issue, Back to the 70s, subtitled Inflation Returns Worldwide. I'm not an economist. I don't know whether it has, but if you noticed, as of today, the Federal Reserve is taking the first steps that many people predict will soon lead to higher interest rates and have a uh, what's certain to be a bad impact upon the booming housing market. Some banks uh, raised their interest rates, uh, their prime rates, from 4% to 4.25 yesterday. This may or may not impact California, but, um, well... Folks have seen this coming from a long way off. Stay tuned. Article from the B yesterday. Howard Kalugian, former three-term assemblyman from San Diego County, now lives here in Sacramento, chairman of the Sacramento-based Move America Forward, which is trying to get people to boycott Fahrenheit 911. The B noted he was going to apparently sneak in or manage to see the show without paying revenue. I like the uh, the headline in the B. He feels mission to fight terrorism. Hmm. So now Michael Moore is a terrorist? What is it with these conservatives that don't seem to understand that on 9-11 we were attacked by Osama bin Laden? And by the way, as we monkey around putting Saddam on trial in Baghdad, keep in mind that the it has now been 1,023 days 
since Osama bin Laden's al-Qaeda attacked the United States on September 11, 2001. We, of course, are still looking for him. Just imagine if we'd sent all the troops we sent into Iraq into Afghanistan to break up al-Qaeda. And you know, I wonder if they're going to pull him out of a hat in an October surprise. Looks like we've got two minutes left in the segment. All right, let's go back to Burqa. I, I don't want to, I could do a serious story, but there's one I want to do. Tom Burqa headline. White House afraid that fact that White House authorized torture causing growing perception that White House authorized torture. White House officials today feared that its decision to seek to torture enemy combatants and terrorists might lead to a perception that they had, in fact, done what they did. The White House released 250 pages of memos showing that the president, lawyers, and Donald Rumsfeld had approved the use of torture. The documents, the president said, show we never approved the use of torture. The president explained that when he said in one document, we needed new thinking in the law of war and that the war on terror ushers in a new paradigm, what he meant was we needed the same old humane thinking. Donald Rumsfeld apparently approved forcing prisoners to stand up for four hours at a time. A page bore his notation, why only four? I stand for eight to ten hours a day. Now, what Secretary Rumsfeld meant was that prisoners would be given standing desks, several solicitous aides, a good salary, all the coffee they wanted, and air conditioning, said Alberto Gonzalez, White House counsel. The White House refused to release further documents because, aides said, they would only show in even more specific and graphic language exactly how torture was not condoned. <laughs> all right, that's it for this segment. Stay tuned for our talk about Michael Moore, and in our third segment today, our continuation of our discussions with Richard C. Hodlett. This is Radio Parallax. I'm Douglas Everett, and you're listening to KDVS 90.3 FM. Davis, Sacramento. <laughs> 